Hello, welcome to the episode. I'll be your host, Ace, and this is the first episode of Around the World in 80 Mythologies. Now, in this unit, or Season 1, we will be going over the Greek and Roman mythology and its world. Now, this mythology has stood time, literally. It was not just... It was not just two mythologies I put together. No, this is technically the same mythology. Little bit of differences in stories, little bit of differences in gods, but it has stood time. This mythology, like, clearly lasted at least a thousand years. Now, the history of this mythology is later to come. However, I am here to tell you about our unit today. Now, I'll be reading from a book today. It is called. Uh, Greek Legends and Stories by M.V. Seton Williams. Now, I actually rather enjoy this book, and this will be where most of our stories for the Greek mythology comes from. And actually, if y'all are lucky, here and there, I haven't decided if I'm going to do it yet. Well, I guess either lucky or unlucky. It depends on your view of it. I will do readings here and there of Percy Jackson. I haven't decided if I'm going to do it yet, but we'll get there when we get there, I guess. Now, I know I've been keeping you here for a minute, just me talking, but I guess, I mean, you came to this podcast to hear me talk. Anyway, that's besides the point. We haven't gotten to the, we haven't gotten to the lesson today. Now, we will be going through chapter two through chapter four. Now, those chapters, this is the beginning of the world. So we'll be learning about the beginning of the world through the Greek's eyes. The coming of man through the Greek size and the Olympians. So sit back, relax, grab a soda, grab some popcorn, whatever you want, and let's begin. I'm sorry, I took some stuff from my soda. The beginning of the world. Many of the early legends about the beginning of the world commence with chaos and those of Greece are no exception. The ancient Greeks believed that chaos was born after that after chaos the goddess Gaia was born. The earth was, according to Hesiod, a flat disk floating upon a waste of water surrounded by the river Oceanus. The creation of earth was followed by that of Eros, not the young god of love as known as the latter tradition, but the primeval being Ferris among the deathless gods. So, after this, Gaia bore Uranus, or the starry heaven. So in other words, similar to the Australian mythology, which sadly we will not be covering in this unit, or actually in any unit. Um, in the it's similar to actually the Australian mythology, if I remember correctly, that or the New Zealand. However, so the heavens and the earth bore physical manifestations. Now these physical manifestations are death, woe, chaos, time. These in fact, actually, Kronos is um, actually um, Kronos is actually the Lord of Time, as many call him. Because I mean, he's not wrong. In fact, actually, some people even call him Father Time. So, Gaian uh, Uranus had twelve children known as Titans, six male and six female. Among them were Oceanus, Raya, who replaced her mother as Earth Goddess, and Kronos, who was to replace his father Uranus. After the Titans, they bore Cyclopses, giants with one eye in the center of their foreheads. These were followed by three monsters with 50 hands each and numerous arms, who, with the Cyclopses, were sent to Tartarus. Now, Tartarus is... Let's put Tartarus like this. Tartarus is basically Hell's hellhole. 
Now, Tartarus is the worst part of the underworld. As opposed to the Ashfaddle Fields, which those are bad, don't get me wrong, because you kind of just, your soul kind of just drifts. However, Tartarus is similar to the Christian version of hell. Eternal burning, almost. It is bad. Sorry, I'm reading through this. So it's going over a lot of this, a lot of the unit that we don't really need because, like, don't get me wrong, the so Oceanus actually had a lot of children, and most of them were typically associated with actual lakes, rivers, and everything. And to the point where it was believed that every river or lake. An ocean, or not every ocean, but every river and lake had a god. Like, or I guess a really a titan connected to it. Okay. The twelve titans were hated by their father Uranus, who wished to destroy them, for he feared they would otherwise destroy him. So Gaia hid them underground for safety. For the safety. Eventually, Uranus was reduced to impotence by Kronos, ruled in his place, and liberated his brothers and sisters from the earth. Kronos married his sister Raya, but alarmed by an oracle that said he would too be uh, supplanted by one of his sons. By the way, I'm sorry if I'm saying some words wrong. Um, it's nine right now when I'm recording this, and I'm still a little. I'm a little tired, and also, like my mind still a little foggy. So I'm trying to wake up as I go. I'm trying to stay awake as I go. So if I mispronounce some words, I'm very very sorry. So, as as this goes on, it goes to the regular story everyone knows. Um, Kronos had children with Araya, and proceeded to swallow all of them. But in the place of Zeus, Raya gave Kronos a stone instead of him, and he swallowed that. And I, I'm telling the story by memory now. So, afterwards... Zeus became a cupbearer for Kronos, and he gave him a mix. He gave him a mix. Hold on. I'm gonna find it real quick because I can't remember what it was. I don't even think it says in here. It doesn't even say in here now, but. He gave him a mixture that made him vomit up the uh, the uh, six the six Olympians or gods, and or five technically because Zeus was one of them. And these gods were Zeus or the god of the sky. Now he later became comes the king of Olympians, the god of gods, really. Poseidon, Poseidon being the god of the seas, and Hades, god of the underworld. Now he's not the god who decides. He, he basically let's put it like this. Hades is more relatable to Anubis. He's not exactly a god of death, but he is a god of the dead. He is their protector and, I guess, in some cases, their punisher. He ultimately can decide their punishment and sometimes where people go. Now, 
of course, he can also allow some people to come back from the dead. That's like he's God. He God of the dead. Like once you die, you're in his care. However, he is not the God of death. And the God of death ultimately falls to Santos, uh, if I remember. If that's his real, if that's his name again. Sorry, I'm really tired. And then it goes into the Olympians, and it goes into the wars they had. So of course, they had a war with the Titans, which they ultimately won. And they also had a war with the Cyclopses, which again, they won. However, this... So later on, of course, they formed the what many know as the Olympian Council. So the Olympian Council has 12 gods. So... Two have actually, two have actually stepped down from their place in the Olympian Council... One of them being Hestia. Hestia stepped down from her place and has, like, just kind of drifts along in Olympus. And she, so Hestia is actually one of the original six Olympians, and she is the goddess of the hearth or the goddess of fire and home. She is a interesting goddess. And again, she stepped down from her place. Now, Dionysus is also on this council. Now, Dionysus is the god of wine, which ugh, makes no sense to me why you need a god of wine when you just have Hermes. Or, no, Apollo, really. So, he's the god of wine, and he also steps down, but he only steps down once a year for the winter solstice, apparently. The winter solstice is when is when they allow Hades into... Olympus to uh, have a meet- like council meeting with them. Now, on the Olympian council, besides those, besides those three, are Zeus, of course, because he's king of the Olympians. You also have Hera, his wife, who is one of the original six Olympians. She is the goddess of marriage. And uh, I think, if I remember correctly, she's just the goddess of marriage. I'm not quite sure. I can look it up. Actually, I can look it up real quick. Y'all want to stay with me for a second. That's the wrong thing. I dropped something, and, you know, I'm not going to let it distract me. Okay, Hera. Now I'm going into another book, because I have a book on mythologies that's going to really come in handy this whole little show, because... Uh... Yeah, one of the, she's a goddess of marriage, and she's also another like according to my source, it's she's also a goddess of the sky, which I don't doubt because she's married to Zeus, but uh, Poseidon, goddess of the sea, of course, and um, come on, oh Demeter, she is the goddess of grain and agriculture, really. Also on this council is Aphrodite. She is the goddess of love. Like, just pure love, like the lust, really. Ares, a god of war. And uh, Athena, a goddess, of, a goddess of war and the goddess of crafts and wisdom, of course. Um, Artemis, the goddess of the hunt and, in some cases, the goddess of virginity as well. Apollo, the god of music and prophecies. I feel like I'm forgetting. Oh, Epithetus, the goddess of the god, not goddess, god of the forge. He is a really interesting god. Naturally, fun fact about uh, Epithetus, because I don't think we're going to get into it. I'm not quite sure. 
but he was actually tossed from Olympus by Zeus. And so a lot of the times in Greek mythology, he is described as disfigured and crippled. And I think that's all for the gods of Olympus. I'm not, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, there's more Olympians, because, I mean, technically, they all, like, all the Greek gods are really Olympians, but just on the council, I think that's it. Again, my memory's not serving me well, so I know I said we we're going to go through the book bit by bit, but honestly, reading from this book is going to bore y'all to death, so, um, unless it's, like, a short little story, like, um, the story of Echo. Hercules is going to be really interesting to read. Anyway, so now we're going to come talk about the coming of man. Now, man, so if you don't know, man was made by a, by a titan named Prometheus. And basically, to put it quite simply, he stole fire from Zeus to make man because um, another goddess or another titan really was put in charge of making the world. However, she was taking all the resources and Prometheus decided to take Zeus's fire. Now, in revenge, you have the story of Pandora's jar. Now, Pandora's jar is actually the story of how we got so much evil on the planet. So... However, it's often called Pandora's Box, too. It's really, the like, the, the object that held all these evils is often changed. I don't remember the first actual name for it, but the most common one that you will hear is Pandora's Jar. And it was a sealed jar that held that, was she was told not to open. However, she was cursed with curiosity. So it it borders on the story of Adam and Eve with Eve eating the apple that the devil gave her. Which is really interesting. You'll actually see a lot of influences on the Bible from mythologies around the world. Naturally, another fun fact is we're actually coming up on another one too. But anyway, that's besides the point. Basically, basically Pandora curious opened the jar and she led upon the world several evils and diseases including death disease like d death pestilence war so much evil into the world and she closed the jar now later on she opened the jar seeing what else if anything else else was left in and when she did tiny bit of hope flew out basically the whole the purpose of the story was to tell people no matter what no matter what you're going through always have hope and it was also why it was also another story that borders on the saying curiosity killed the cat it also was another warning too that always do what the gods say because if you don't you never know what's going to happen really and yeah. And Prometheus warned his brother, too. So his brother was the one who got Pandora. Uh, Prometheus warned his brother, do not accept gifts from the gods. And his brother just opened, like, opened his arms for Pandora, basically. 
I have a feeling Prometheus was very, very pissed. And according to this, though, Pandora hastened to close the jar, but it was too late. All that was left was the spirit of hope, which Zeus has included, so that however dark things would appear, mankind could still cling on to hope that something better would come. And of course, that is, again, there is many different versions of all of these stories. And the, the, thing, was, the thing is, is that with all of these stories comes many different versions like for instance um the bible it has four different versions of christ's story like christ before he got crucified so you have matthew mark luke and john's account of being with christ now the funny thing is is that if you ever want a more deep if you want the most detailed account of it um you might want to read luke because luke out of the four uh out of the four disciples that are that writ that wrote his journey luke was actually a doctor so he kept a more detailed account of events anyway that's besides the point and another thing is i completely skipped over was the battle with typhoon i forgot about it so the battle so typhoon is the most feared greek monster and there's a reason why he is a monster that was able to that almost destroyed Olympus. Zeus tried to fight him but failed. And when Zeus tried to fight him and failed, most of the other gods fled. Or hid, like for instance, uh, Aphrodite, which we'll get into a little bit more with her story about f uh, fleeing from Typhoon. But Typhoon was actually made by Gaia, and he's actually considered the. I guess the father of monsters. Now, what I mean by this is. He gave birth to a lot of different monsters throughout all of Greek mythology, one of them actually being Cerberus. And if you ever wanted to embody chaos, I guess the closest embodiment to chaos you could ever get would be Typhoon. And once when the gods finally defeated him and they put him under Mount Etna, and let, again, let me tell you, this guy was horrifying. Yeah. Like, if the god, like, it was, so, in Percy Jackson, the gods actually fight him again, and they actually have such a hard time doing it, to the point of, he burns through most of the United States, with the gods fighting him, and the gods can't even stop him. It is really crazy. And, of course, with that comes just, it was it's it's a really crazy story about typhoon and he is a really frightening monster in fact actually if he ever was real if he actually is real and he ever did wake up the world would honestly be fucked just uh just throwing that out there so now we have the great flood so the great flood happened when so basically hum humankind stopped humankind basically stopped worshiping the gods for a while and when they did it did not make zeus happy so he proceeded to flood the world now this also goes more into the bible as well however 
it was not as long as it was in the Bible. It was nine days and nine nights that the oceans rose. The oceans and the rivers rose. And... And basically, it flooded the earth. And then they actually started to talk about what offerings should be made to the gods. And it is, again, it's really interesting to hear how all of this came to be. Now, later on, so Prometheus didn't follow instructions, which will come to a lot. So, here's another story where, basically, Prometheus... Like, it goes more into Prometheus stealing fire, which... It's... It's... Prometheus basically got punished for stealing fire a lot. <laughs> Not really. He stole fire here. I, I, I'm Again, I'm, star- I'm starting to get a little, these stories a little mixed up, because, again, I'm really tired... So apparently the first time was just him being Zeus being angry with mankind, which you'll hear a lot of. But basically this time Prometheus actually stole fire and his punishment was he was bound with an indestructible change to one of the mountains and where an eagle or a vulture tore his liver all day. There was no end to the pain as his liver grew again each night only to be attacked the next day. Eventually, Zeus finally let him go, but, like, I cannot imagine that pain. So, Prometheus stole fire, which, after the Great Flood, which explains a lot. I'm sorry, again, that's, like, I'm trying to get these stories straight, but the problem is, is that I am really tired, and I'm trying to stay awake, but I'm trying to get this episode out to you guys. That's why I'm drinking soda in the middle of the night. Now, this is the story of Europa. Europa was the daughter of the King Tyre, a town on the Phoenician coast. Now, Lebanon. One day, while she was playing near the seashore, collecting flowers with her maidens, Zeus saw her and thought her rather attractive. He turned himself into a magnificent white bull and came and grazed among the herbage near her. He was so beautiful that she approached and stroked him. He knelt down, and for fun, she mounted his back and placed a wreath of flowers around his horns. Immediately he rose up and plunged into the sea, swimming until he reached the south coast of Crete, a place called Gotonia. Here Europa bore him three sons, Minos, who became king of uh, Knossos. Oh my god, these these names. I'm sorry. Uh, Nora Damanthus and Sarpedon. Thus beginning the Cretan royal line. Astraeus, king of Crete, later married Europa. A plane tree at the place where Europa and Zeus lived in Crete became divine. Many years was shown to Theosprasus when he visited the island. It was said to never shed its leaves because it had once sheltered the god. Europa is traditionally held to be the ancestor of all Europeans.
which makes sense. So these stories, these stories are the beginning. These are the beginning of the Greek world. So to cover up, to cover it all, basically, we went from the beginning, the world actually being created, from born from chaos. We went over Typhoon. We went over the Olympians. And of course, their jobs, how Olympus came to be after technically three wars the war with the Titans, the war with the Cyclopses, or the Giants, really. Yeah, the Giants, sorry, Cyclops is different. Like, they had a war with the Giants. In fact, actually, Gaia created Banes for all of them, which is really kind of scary. Anyway, the war with the Giants and the war with Typhoon, which. <sighs> I honestly think. Like, the Giants, don't get me wrong, the Giants posed a great threat, but Typhoon is probably the most, is probably the scariest out of all of them. And we went over the stories with Mankind, however, that will not end, uh, the stories with Mankind will not end, uh, it will not end Zeus being angry with Mankind, because I swear to God, this man wakes up every other week and chooses violence for Mankind. And it will also, we'll also won't hear, this is not the last of the gods it, uh, interacting with humans sexually or just in, just in total, really. Because, like, we need demigods somehow. Hmm. In fact, actually, Achilles is a demigod. And he also died pretty quickly. Next week, I'll be going more over the stories of gods. And as I'm going over the stories of gods, we'll be discussing Hermes, Apollo, and Artemis. Honestly, Artemis is probably one of my favorite goddesses in the Greek in Greek mythology. So we'll be discussing Apollo and Artemis, Hermes, Zeus, Poseidon. We'll be basically going over in more detail all of the gods on the Olympian Council and some minor gods. Like Morpheus, for instance. And also, here and there, I'll actually do readings from some of my books. Like, I'll have whole streams dedicated to them for an hour just reading. So y'all can actually hear some of the stuff I read here and there. And maybe, I haven't decided if I want to do this yet. But I'll either be doing Percy Jackson or I'll be doing one of my own books. Because I actually do write. And I'll be doing probably my mythology book or drafts for that same series. I have not decided yet. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm sorry it couldn't be longer. And again, I'm sorry that I probably mispronounced some words and skipped over some details until the end. It's just I'm really tired. I didn't get a proper night of sleep. And my mind, my mind's a little cloudy. However, next time I promise to get the episode out sooner. And I promise that I'll probably be in a lot better of a mental state or have a lot more sleep ready. And yeah, but it was, it's nice to do this. It's nice to tell you all the his, the great mythology and history of it. And this season's not going to end for quite a while because after the Greeks, I have to do the Romans and Roman mythology is interesting because they kind of copy and pasted the Greek mythology, but changed the name of some gods and goddesses, and then kept the rest. Like, for instance, Zeus is Jupiter, 
Um, Zeus is Jupiter. I know that. Poseidon's Neptune. Hades is Pluto. Um, Athena is Minerva. Um, Hermes is Mercury, etc. Just one little facts. Not only that, there are some changes in stories because the Roman gods tend to be a lot more violent. And it's... Oh, God. Like, they are really violent, really, my guys. My guys and girls. Anyway, again, it was nice doing this episode. And I really hope if you like this, share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it. (laughs) Please. Like, I'm trying to get this stream going. If I get get enough views... I'll actually keep this series going all the way to season 12, because I have 12 seasons planned out for this show. Or 12 units. Anyway, see you all next time. Bye!